Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right, all right, all right. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, coming to you live from Palm Springs, California, and it is at balmy. Let's see, 110 today, but um, who's really complaining about the weather, right? Um, anyway, please go to social media and follow us at uh, Twitter and Instagram is uh, Jasper Cole says, S-A-Y-S. Facebook is Jasper Cole, and we have a, a page one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Or you can go to my website, jaspercole.com, and there's a, a, a link for the show on there. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy as we uh, are once again on lockdown here in California. So not something we wanted to be dealing with, but you know what? We're still healthy, and we're all still here. And speaking of queer and here, oh, Actually, speaking of here, is my amazing co-host. Everyone, please welcome Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Hey, Hello, Planet Eartha. Hello, Jasper. Queer is here to stay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I didn't just out you, did I? I mean, no, 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 not at all. But thank you for being concerned about it after the fact. Yeah. Okay. Right. No. <laughs> well, I didn't want anyone to be surprised that you might be of the homosexual persuasion. Oh, my goodness. No, it is allegedly. Uh, allegedly. No, I am proud to be out. I'm Negro. I'm gay. I am everything that is wonderful. All the fun adjectives should be applied to me. Thank you. So I'm good about everything you're saying, Jasper. So you're Negro and gay. Yeah, Negro gay. Uh, gay. N and G. N and G. Yes. N and G. Better than N I G. Oh. Okay. Yes, honey, because we have to be very careful in today's climate. Well, I want everyone to know that they can follow you and stalk you on social media. Everything is at Ralph Cole Jr. Absolutely. Right? Or just. Or just Google my Negro self and be surprised <laughs> at <laughs> what you may find. At what you may find. But, <clears throat> you know, um, I – oh, go on. No, I was just going to say, what, what are you doing? What are you up to? Well, well, one thing that is very interesting to me, Jasper, that this quarantine has done for me – I see myself going back into the past with past friendships, past writings, uh, just past experiences, and and being moved by some of them. I mean, some are not always the best memories, but I'm finding that friends of mine for over 40 years, I'm reconnecting with those friends during Mm -hmm. this pandemic. And it wasn't something that we necessarily did before the pandemic hit. And so that's something that's been special. But one thing that has been particularly moving for me is, and cathartic is going through my house and just re-cleansing things and getting rid of things and discovering a lot of things. And one of which I wanted to bring up with you today, Jasper, is a journal that I wrote in 1972 through wow. the month of December. Apparently it was an assignment. My name is Ralph Cole Jr. Oh, yes, the teacher writes. Her name was Mrs. Georgiatis. An absolutely elegant journal. I'm so looking forward to your subsequent editions. So apparently we started in November and went through January, and every day we had to write something in our journal. So I have not looked at this, like, probably since I wrote the stuff in 1972. So I want to just take a brief moment and read you or just share with you what – Breathe. Oh, absolutely. No. So day one, girl, fuck you. Oh, no. Okay. But 
But <clears throat> my cool. grandfather worked at a cleaners, uh-huh. and I write. I have never been exposed to prejudice. In Louisiana, where I'm now visiting, the whites still force the blacks to sit in the balcony. And I thought, wow, I di- had not recalled that since that time. So in 1972, 48 years ago, in Ruston, Louisiana, the blacks were still forced in the balcony. And I continue to write, but we weren't doing that in California. So I had never been exposed to Wow. That. Do you remember so, now that you found that? Do you remember it? No, I honestly don't remember that. And I'm going to share one last thing, and then we can uh-huh. move on. No, no, and I, this, is some, this is great. And it's, it's amazing what the brain remembers and doesn't. I cannot believe that I wrote this, Jasper. And you, of all people, will be like, wait, what? Okay, this is what I wrote, December 26, 1972. It seems cruel, but I shot and killed a squirrel. I assisted in skinning the animal and cleaning it, and it was gruesome. It was cooked, but it tasted terrible. I guess I have an eye for squirrel, not a stomach. Okay. Okay, I first do- of all, there's so much wrong with that. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what you shot it with. Are we saying with a gun? You shot a gun? It was a gun. Oh, you, I didn't write that part in the journal. Yeah, I was 14. I shot a gun. I remember being with my grandfather and him making me shoot a gun up into the sky on New Year's when New Year's Day came. But I do not remember fucking shooting and killing and fucking skinning a squirrel girl. That you are like a, Davy Crockett, Ellie oh, Mae Clampett, Daniel Boone, all in all, one. All rolled into it, wearing Daisy Dukes with platform heels, a kerchief, right? right. <laughs> Fucking killing a squirrel. So anyway, that's what I discovered in my journal. We can move on because there's well, so no, much I to I want to ask you something. So, you know, I, you would have, I mean, why didn't I ever think about it? I've never even asked you about going back to visit uh, relatives in the South because I know you're you know, I knew your mother was from Louisiana, but I just didn't even think about it. For some reason, I thought they came probably to visit you in California, but I never thought about you going um, there. I tell the story also when I went to visit my brother in Mississippi for the first time when I was like 13. So that would have been 1980. Oh, wait, what was uh, whatever. doesn't matter. They were still having uh, African-Americans sit in the balcony at the movie theater. Oh, and the that, same with you. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, I I thought it was like a, a museum kind of thing where I saw the sign that said blacks and there was an arrow. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird, but they're keeping it, you know, nostalgic. But it wasn't until when the movie started that I looked up and all the black uh, patrons were sitting in the balcony. And I you, thought, you, I was horrified. You were like to your parents, why is it so dark upstairs? So um, <laughs> why are they talking? Why are they talking so much during the movie? That's movie, what I really okay. wanted to ask. Like, who threw this chicken down in my lap? But, right. Um, why are they talking no, back at the screen? No, but you, <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's funny, girl. Why are you talking? Okay, listen. <laughs> Listen, Jasper, it's like we mentioned last week when you were driving with your parents and they would drive by that tree where lynchings had taken place, you know, and they had mentioned that's what happened there. That's what it was like for you and me being back in the South. Or when I went back there, like, God, the blacks have to sit up in the balcony. We don't have anything like that in Los Angeles, you know, and so that's why I've said I've been blessed. And, you know, there are things that I've avoided. As I've told you, I have not grown up with a chip on my shoulder because I never knew I was being ostracized mm-hmm. from things. You know, I I always have been accepted as much as I knew. So, and, <clears throat> you know, so, but for me to have written that in 1972, obviously it happened. Those are the most honest stories. And that's why now I'm reading, I'm going through and reading the entire journal to see what other gems I'll find you know, I just love the, the fact that you still have those journals. I mean, well, the fact that you I have know, them. 
it's amazing. I mean, th- there's something to be said. There are pros and cons to saving a lot of stuff, and my parents saved a lot of things. Like our slideshow, th- we have an abundance of slides, and that's another project, a monumental project I want to do is look through these old slides. And wow. I am so eager to look because my father was a photographer in addition to being a physician, and he took a shitload of pictures. And I want to see what made me be the way I am. Like mm-hmm. I want to see, find different behavior patterns or things that I said or the way that I carried myself back then when I was a baby. Just, you know, <clears throat> talk about a DNA test. That's, that's something powerful too. But to go back and watch old movies or old slides of you when you were five years old and right. six, it could be very telling. You know, to your point about saving a lot of stuff, all my papers from art from when I was in second grade and third grade, I have all that stuff. And I went through my old coloring books to figure out why I like orange so much. Like, where did that come from? And even back then, I, inc- I incorporated all the colors, but orange was always prevalent. Prominent and for you. Yeah, It was always a prominent color. And one thing that I love discovering is that eight is my favorite number and orange is my favorite color. And I found a drawing. I actually posted it on Facebook years ago of eight cats draw, that I had drawn in orange. And that was just very telling for me. You know, well, you've like, always said you're no stranger to pussy. So now I know ab- why. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's right. Right. And I exactly, and I found an old finger painting. Speaking of pussy finger, oh my god! Now we're gonna fa- you're gonna finger bang something. You shot a yes. squirrel, and you finger you fingered a vagina. So we, <laughs> so that's okay. so far. That's what you've uncovered in your journals. Well, that's good it, to know exa- for everybody. Okay, no. Listen, yeah, well, no, I my first finger painting was a swirl of orange for my mother. So. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it's going back to the vagina constantly. We are just oh back to the JJ oh during the whole goodness. conversation. Listen, let me know, ask you: listen. if you find pictures of you with a shotgun, a rifle, <laughs> any—I mean, I have—you know—I have a baton, but you're, you're finding <laughs> rifles. So oh my I want God. you to share those. Oh my God, absolutely. That will be funny what I find up in these slides. But look what you've learned about me in this short little segment. I was a pioneer like Davy Crockett that likes pussy. So it's completely different to the way I, you know, that I am now. I love that. Right. We like how you've evolved. It was, it was you getting back to California to get the real wow. I am sure self, I am sure self tapes are going to be rolling in for me now in a whole (laughs) new kind of category. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, speaking of self tapes, we have this amazing guest coming up today. He's a friend of ours. Of course, he's also a, a client, he's a co-worker, he's a colleague, but um, Mr. Jason Bernard is going to come on shortly, but I want to talk to him, of course, as both an actor and a producer in terms of what's happening now in the industry, COVID, the safety guidelines, you know, what's his thoughts on how he as a producer is going to move forward with productions and his take on self-taping and all the stuff that we've been discussing, but it's so great when we can bring on a hyphenate like Jason, who, you know, does it all as well, but um, knows it from all different sides. So in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by him. He's got an amazingly funny, hilarious new movie called Devos, where he plays Mr. Aubrey. And um, I'm dying to see it. I wanted to try to see it before this interview, but I've seen the trailers and um, it looks hilarious. And it, it, oh, it looks like a delightful gay romp. And our friend Jason Stewart, who was our guest recently, is also makes a cameo appearance in the film. Is Jason in everything? I think he's got. I think he has cameos where people didn't even realize it, so they got into editing room. All well, of a sudden, they're the in thing. editing, and they're like, whoa, when did Jason get in here? That's why Jason Stewart is so smart. He has befriended editors, so he doesn't even need to be in the fucking film. He just calls his editor friends and says, put my <laughs> shit up and, you know, shit. If you watch the Ten Commandments, you'll see Jason in a split second uh, carrying a rock or 
So, wow. you know. He's not that yes. old, Ralph. <laughs> I mean, Jason's no. been around a long time, but not that long. Oh, my and God, we, no. I, it is all just said in jest and in joking and in fun. Jason Bernard, who's about to come up on, is the epitome of ebullience, energy, oh, ebullience. and positivity. Ebullience, yeah, you might want to look I'm that gonna up. Have, right let me write that down. Look, I'm gonna yeah, have to every, okay, week you, every week you need to look up some it's shit like, that I say. It's like romper I'm, room. I'm getting a new okay. word. Okay. Oh, Monique and romper room and Miss Sally. Hey, I, weren't you hoping Miss Sally <laughs> oh would call gosh. my name? <laughs> <laughs> go, back to, go back to talking about our guest for a change. So uh, you were saying uh, yeah. he's cool. Oh, go ahead. Okay, he is... Mr. High Energy, I had the pleasure of working with Mr. Bernard on a film that he's also the producer on. And from day one of setting foot onto the set, he made me feel so welcome that we became immediate just best comrades. And it always starts from the top on down. And in this particular project, Jason was at the top, and it really was a wonderful experience. Jason is the top? Well, yeah, no, we'll, no, we'll okay. talk about that too I, on the air. You know, we're I would revealing think he's probably this, probably versatile depending well, yeah, on the this, situation. Well, this show is very, <laughs> as as you are when it comes to real estate, I believe. Careful, but oh, you, with real yeah, estate. Careful. If there's yeah, okay. yes, if there's yeah, a deed no. involved, I okay, might be whatever, whatever you need. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm just okay. saying, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, Jason Bernard, yeah, he uh, he's creative. And he's turned you and me on to new things that we're actually doing today. So that's wonderful. Wow. You know, and yes, um, he has. He, we have to tell everyone we're so excited because, of course, I'm 50 and Ralph is 70. And so we have been we are we feel so great that Jason has hooked us up. So now we are actually seeing each other while we're doing the show. We can actually see each other and know when the person's about to talk. And I can give hand gestures like shut the fuck up. Or, what the fuck ever? I'm, I'm still going. Yeah, I'm still going to overlap when I want. But what is nice is that I get to stare at your pecs now, and that's no, you very can't lovely. see my pecs. So thank you. So thank you very much for that, Jasper. Yeah, but listen, I want to not keep uh, our guests waiting. At this time, everyone, I want to bring on our very special guest, the very talented, multi-hyphen, Mr. Jason Bernard. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to welcome welcome to you guys too to my home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank we you. actually it's so great to see your handsome face. And you're all cleaned up and clean shaven, and you don't look like you've been homebound at all during this <laughs> pandemic. You're all, you're only seeing me from the nipples up, so all the corners <laughs> down below. <laughs> We don't know what you're, what's going on. Yeah, wait down. I have down. my, uh, I have my, uh, my neck spanks on. You know, like it looks it's, good. <laughs> it's all lifted. Yes, it's all, all lifted. lifted it's all lifted. How are you, boys? Oh well, my I, God, we're so glad to have you on. Well, I am happy to be here. I adore you both, and it's so good to see. I mean, it's just good to see anybody's face, really. <laughs> true. <laughs> Not that I'm saying true. you're anybody, but yeah. no, you but it's saying. it's true. But I want to say we both want to say congratulations on Debo's. Um, I, I mean, Mr. Aubrey, I can tell just from the trailers, it's a it's a role tailor made for you. But tell tell us and tell all the listeners, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump around with you because you've got so much you're doing, but Let's just start with Devos. And as a producer, how did the project come to you and your amazing partner, Roberto? Shout out to J&R Productions, of course. He's listening in, so he, he says hi to you as well. Hi, Roberto. <laughs> yeah, he, he gave away. Um, so we were connected uh, with Matt Steele and In the Basement Entertainment um, by um, Javier Montoya which is a, um, a producer that was already hired by a project. And uh, we were really excited to meet the team. And um, they had uh, started a little bit of pre-production and got the, the script where it was. And we kind of came on as the head producers to start making it a reality. 
Got it. Because as a producer, it depends. You come on, sometimes you find the project, sometimes you get hired just to be a producer, but you guys have done it all from, how did, how did um, J&R Productions start out with you, you and Roberto? Um, well, we just, you know, I was dabbling in acting and things like that in Chicago. Uh, I did stand up for a long time. And I did the modeling thing, and, you know, acting was always something I was very, very interested in. And I just realized in this world today, you kind of got to produce. You know, you have to, yeah, true. You have to be able to know both sides of the camera. And um, I wasn't really getting cast in things that I really cared for. Um, a lot of stereotypes, you know, the florist, the hairdresser, you know, like, I never really got a chance to be the cop or, you know, things like that. So I decided to start producing to create my own content was mm-hmm. the beginning of it. Um, but then it kind of grew into something bigger. <laughs> right, which is sometimes what happens. You know, the things that we don't always, like, put hyper-focus on initially turns out to be easier in some ways. Like we're, we're so focused on acting sometimes that the other stuff falls in our lap. You know, have you found that of course, as an actor, it's been great for you because you also get to act in your, your projects. And, and also don't you find, I find that just being able to be on the other side of the camera changes you as an actor in better ways. Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I feel like you learn a lot. Um, because you get to hear both sides of the story. You know, you're, you're listening to the director, you're listening to uh, the investors, you, you have to listen to what is marketable, what's not. Uh, but also, this sounds, uh, maybe maybe I'll say this the wrong way, but it's, I hope people understand what I mean. There's no wrong way here, yeah. <laughs> uh, it also teaches you a lot, because you get to watch a lot of actors, Mm-hmm. And not that, you, not that there's a wrong way or a right way. Everyone has their own style. But when you're watching other people, you kind of say, huh, I don't think I would have made that play. Right. You know, or, oh, I would have done it differently. And you kind of, like, you're learning a lot about yourself by watching other people perform, you know. So right. it's kind of fun to on the other side of the camera. Well, and also, it, it kind of... Like, Ralph. Also, like, like, I watch Ralph. And I say... <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You know, like, Ralph, no, you know, like, no. Ralph does, you know, like, I'm like, would I do it that way? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, Jason, no, I totally, under, I totally understand what you're saying. I can remember well, I working. Can. I can actually remember working opposite you thinking, wow, it's really surprising that they're allowing him to do that. It'll probably be cut out. In, you know. <laughs> well, and that be, being, being in the editing room, Ralph, we don't know if you're still in the movie or not, but, but oh, okay. on, you know, right. so, you know, I should a just brief cameo. Uh, okay. brief, right. <laughs> it's just like, you can hear your voice and then cut. It's a yeah. sliver of fun. Oh, yeah. it's a sliver. I love it. It's a sliver of fun. Ralph, we thought we'd, it would really be more effective and we, we could get more mileage with it as a voiceover. Exactly. So that's why right. nice. We thought this would be nice as a button at the end of this credit. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the DVD only. Okay. Only. <laughs> For internet only. Oh my YouTube only. You are but, all through there, brother. You are all through there. Thank still. you, Jason. Well, well, the film that we're talking about is another great project, Never and Again. That that's actually how I met Jason because um, Denise Boutet, Miss Boutet, who we love, is my client, my my partner in crime, and she was cast in Never and Again, and that's how I got to to know. Uh, Jason and Roberto and Laz and the team. And then there was a, a great part of the choir director in the movie. So um, we, we, well, we begged and clawed our way and said, can you let Ralph in the movie? No, no. So it worked out. <laughs> it, it, it so worked I got well. to tell you the truth. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Kiss a little bit. So yeah. I already knew Ralph's work. So, but I didn't know Ralph's name. Right. So, so I said, I, said, I like, had to call a lot of people and like try to figure out what Ralph's name was. 
Um, and we were like digging through IMDb, we're doing all these things, you know. And I finally found him, and I'm like, there he is! That's who he is! That's yes, that's him! So we didn't even look at anyone else for that role. Like, you were the one that we were waiting for. It was between you and Billy Porter, and you know, Billy Billy. So, bless bless. Thank you, Whatever happened okay. to her, right? Okay. <laughs> but Laz, Laz, the director of uh, Never and Again and uh, the owner of Summer House Pictures, they, like, he would confirm that. Like, you were the only one that we looked at for that role. I think that Dee Vice knew who you were. And I think that oh. she's the one that gave us your name in the end. Oh, okay. She might, you know, she cast the film. Right. And she's like, oh, you're talking about Ralph Crow. And I'm like, sure. What, what does he look like? I need to see his face. <laughs> well, I, am, I, yeah. I am totally grateful. You know, I never take these opportunities for granted at all. So, and, you know, to all our points, to Devo's, to Kombucha Cure, and to Never Again, thank goodness we were able to get our projects completed before. Oh, yes. Right. That's During what I'm right. asking me. Yeah. To have they're asking me like, before. hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're asking me, hey, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, well, we got lucky. You know, we have four films that were kind of like done already, so yeah. we can concentrate that on a little bit. The funny thing is, like, people don't realize how the sometimes how the film industry works. You know, where you're you're on a you're on a year off a year on a year off a year. You know, so. Last year was all the filming, you know, and all the post-production and everything, and then it went into sales, and then this year would have been when it all came out anyway. Uh, this year meaning fiscal year for, you know, films, you know, like it doesn't mean January, it's over, but, you know, like 12 months. So we got lucky that we have projects coming out during all of this, you know. Amazing. So, so great. Hopefully everyone will be glued to their couch and they'll watch it. <laughs> Well, exactly. And we've talked, so Devo's um, Never and Again, talk to us about pizza and wine. That's another project that you have coming out uh, pizza or in wine. the can. Yeah. Uh, pizza. Whoa. I get creepy here. What do you mean? Right. Oh, oh, you mean, oh. <laughs> you know, in the, in the it, film can. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Friends. Uh, yes. Pizza and wine. Uh, it's funny because I try to like relate to them in order that they'll come out. So, I, you know what, peace and wine would be next. So yes, so Devo, peace and wine, peace and wine will be out this holiday season. Um, and that was uh, we were hired by Maria Cap. Um, so me and Roberto will produce uh, on that film, and I also have a role in there as well. And uh, also our buddy Lance Paul. Lance Paul, absolutely, yes. Yeah, uh, Lance is in there, but it'll be out this holiday season. Um, I'm not really allowed to say where yet. They haven't made a formal announcement. Of course. Um, But uh, we're really excited about it. It turned out really cool. It's got uh, Robert uh, Davi in it and the beautiful and extremely talented Terry Polo. Love her. Um, Yes, Terry was amazing. I got to play her brother, and the scenes that we did together were so much fun, and she's so clever, and she's always rolling. She's always Mm. She's, she's amazing. And then uh, Nick Chaturro, um and then uh, uh, Maria's uh, beautiful daughters are the leads of that film, uh, Natasha and Rafaela. And um, then we have Erectel, and um, just a lot of great people. Like, it's a great, great cast. cast. Yeah. yeah. Really good um, fun have, you know, holiday movies. We have a caller. Let's see who we have here. Oh, my mom. Hi, you're on with uh, Jasper and Jason and Ralph. Who's this? Hello? Lisa? Hi, Lisa. How Lisa? are you? Good. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to get to talk to you. <laughs> well, it's nice to be talked to. How are you today? I'm doing good. I can't wait to see your movie. Well, I'm glad that you're interested. Well, of course. You know I love you. I love you, too. This is Lisa Heverly. Oh, hi, Lisa Heverly. Yeah, you had to say the last name. Jason has so many fans. I'm sorry. How are you today, Lisa? Good. Good. Oh, good. I'm getting eaten by mosquitoes, but I'm good. Oh, no. <laughs> Where are you calling from? 
Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. wow. Mosquitoes Summertime. are there. Yeah. yeah, nice and humid. I'm originally Yay. from Ohio, so uh, I, I, I understand I humidity. I told you you had to come visit me next time you were there. <laughs> I am rarely there, to be honest with you. Uh, my, uh, I still have my family there, but uh, they like to, when we see each other, they like to come here to California. Right. <laughs> That's know, what so happens. They, when you, yeah, yeah they, when you move to California, everyone comes to visit. Now we have the well, I'm coming to hold to them visit. I'm coming to visit. I'm coming to visit <laughs> in about six months. Security. Right. Security. Security. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. No, don't say that. Well, Lisa, make sure that you watch the film and tell us what you think. Yeah, thank I you. Will. That's so great. Thanks for calling in, Lisa. Have a great day. Get some uh, bug spray on. Oh, that was nice. That's so nice. So, um, yeah, you mentioned she follows me on my social media and she's a great support to me. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, the, the other, the last project, uh, Kombucha Cure, of course, I'm thrilled to say I'm also in one of my favorite roles to date. Thank you for, for giving me that part. And that's uh, a great role for you. That was so fun. Thank you. Cause you know, I, I, it was, it was nice to play something besides serial killers and, you know, bad guys, but, um, that movie has a lot of heart, you know, in it. And I think it's timely with what's happening with our, uh, healthcare system and alternative medicines. And who knew, of course, right before that, you know, COVID was coming. So I know we should rewrite it a little, (laughs) right, right. Too late. I mean, I know we got that done just in time. In fact, that, that may be, my only acting credit for the year, you know? I mean, a lot of us yeah. were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we thought the same thing. I think that, you know, that's ran by uh, Ginger Knight Films uh, that we uh, co-produced with. And uh, we were just kind of talking about that, me and Lance. We're like, that might be it <laughs> for a little while. Well, for so many actors, you know, a lot of people, Ralph was able to get um, – Another film, Ralph did a film right in January, January or February, a Ralph. Porn oh, yes, yes, I'm familiar with this oh. porn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was a, a horror film porn. It was I did that. I did that movie with Chad Darnell. Jason, do you know Chad? I don't know him in person, but I, I know who he is, yes. He yeah. wrote and directed his first horror thriller. So yeah. uh, I got to be a part of that. So that was wonderful. I met Chad through Jasper two years ago. Chad was a guest on our radio show. And um, yeah. I did another film with Chad and Rib Hillis years ago. <clears throat> and so he was nice enough to include me on this ride. I wanted Please to mention tell me that you're the girl that runs to the woods and gets killed. Right. Are you yeah, that, yeah, that would be well, me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah well, usually, you know, usually they kill all the black people in the beginning of horror films. <laughs> But I think Ralph, Ralph was killed the, during the credits. Well, okay. you know, actually, Ralph, I think we can tell you that Ralph survived a long time in the movie. Yeah. Yes, seven absolutely. minutes. Yeah, seven yeah. Seven minutes. You know, shit. No, listen. Black Lives Matter, goddammit. They kept my shit on the, you know, I am not on the cutting room floor. Allegedly. You know, I wanted, know yeah, that's true. I wanted to bring up to Jason and to planet Eartha, you know, Jason is no stranger to dealing with adversity during shooting because during Never and Again, we were having the fires that right. affected you. And that really destroyed you for a little bit in the sense that it, it, it prohibited you from being the on-point professional that you always are because they would not let you drive out of your neighborhood. Yeah, there was... Uh, it's real weird when things like that and what we're going through right now in the world goes on, but we, we still have to work, you know? So, uh, you know, we're not, we're not curing cancer here, you know, we're making movies. So sometimes you don't know how to sort it out in your head, you know, like the world is on fire and you have to get to work, you know? 
And I think that one day we were yelling at the, the firemen. We're like, we have to go. We have to, you have to let us out of here. But, right. you know, they're doing their jobs, and they did such a good job. But, yeah, the, literally we were trapped. I think it took us uh, six hours to get the stuff that day, you know, because they basically were – everything was closed, you know. And uh, we thought that was bad. Now 2020 happened. That was a cakewalk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, who, who knew, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I, we've talked about this before. I think you and Roberto are so smart to also live a little bit outside of the city um, because you're able to have a separation from, you know, from the business. You're, you're, you're close enough to drive in and close enough to get away and, and have your own place, a nice home with a yard and stuff like that. So it's, it's, I'm glad you kind of are doing that right away. A lot of people stay in L.A. for – Way too long before they figure that. We're too old. We're too old. Oh. We're too old. <laughs> well, and you're much younger than Ralph and I are. So, um, listen, guys, we have another caller. Let's let's get to our caller here. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Jane. I'm Jason's biggest fan. <laughs> hey, guys, Jane? this is my mother. This is my oh, mother. Oh my goodness! Hi. <laughs> Hi, I had to call. Hi, I had to call in and tell you how proud I am of you, and we love you, miss you, and Aww. can't wait to see the movie because we're wait we're waiting because we're gonna have a, a little party and watch it. So. <laughs> oh no! Nice. I love you too. My mom's like my best friend. Of course she is. I call her every five minutes and ask for money. (laughs) 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 Nothing's changed. When we were, when I was a teenager, she was like, I would go to her twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars. I was always buying twenty dollars. And I remember there was her birthday where she bought me a gift and she wrapped it in like twenty dollar wrapping paper. It was like you know wrapping paper that looked like twenty bucks. And she's like, there, now you have all the twenty dollars you need. (laughs) Nothing well, that shows, that 85 years old still asking for money. Mom, I need $20, by the way. <laughs> okay, well, I'll send shows, it right up. <laughs> that shows you the difference in age, Jason, because when I was a kid, it was $5. So that tells you how much older I am than you, because my parents were $5. And at least by the time you came around, Jane, you were giving out $20 bills. So hey mom, tell them, tell them uh, who else is in the movie that we're related to. Yeah, my uh, youngest grandson is uh, in the beginning of the movie. He he plays Matt as a little boy. Oh, oh little Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> so my That's nephew so Brendan, yeah, he's little Ricky. He's uh, he plays like little Ricky in the film. Oh, I'm sorry, that Rick, is little Ricky. Great. Yeah, <laughs> well, Matt is real name. Yeah. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, <laughs> he's ten. He's ten years old. Well, does he have the acting bug yeah. now? Or did he already have it before? He he loves to perform. He he loves to do tricks, and he loves to be in front of people. We went to a, a magic show uh, in December, and he couldn't wait to get up there with a the magician and show him his stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I love it. He wants to be just like his uncle. <laughs> I love it. I hope it's a thinner version of it. I don't like oh, think he should be like his uncle. <laughs> so, Jay, what, well, I just wanted to. Oh, wait, I Jeff, just wanted to tell you how proud we are of you. you. I, I just wanted to ask you, was Jason yes. a performer as a kid? Are you surprised that oh, he's yeah. in this business, or did you always figure out this would be his path? No, he always uh, liked to be out in front, and he would write <laughs> stories. He used to write stories. Do you remember the stories he used to write, Jason, the comic yeah. books and, and do the artwork? Uh, yeah. So he, it's oh. not really a surprise. I was constantly performing when I was trying to con her out of something like car keys or, you know, money. Yeah, like I, I was always performing. I was always, I just think I was at one point. So. It's like, Jane, I wrote you a beautiful song. $20. I, if you'd like to hear it, I have $40. You know, and yeah. nowadays, Jane, it's like, listen, do you have Venmo or PayPal? PayPal. Exactly right. like, Mom, you can send that directly to my PayPal account, and I will give it back to you. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday. <laughs> well, Jane, I have to tell you, you, you raised an amazing son. 
And I've been in this business for like 35 years and both productions I've worked on with Jason were just some of the best times I've ever had. You've done a great job. He's a really solid person. And um, everybody that's around him is very happy to be around him. So congratulations. You've you done well, oh, for thank sure. You. He's, yes. He's a great guy. Yes, well, absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. This is my interview, Mom. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> thank, you, Jane. thank you so much for calling Bye, in. I love thank you. you. <laughs> I, I still have, I have to pay her. I paid her to be on the air today. No, I don't. I love Oh my God! No, where is she? Is she in Chicago or Ohio? No, she's, in, she's in Ohio. So uh, I was I was born and raised in Ohio, but I lived longer in Chicago. So people get confused, and I I know that people in Ohio are going to hate that I say this, but I usually consider myself from Chicago because that's kind of like where I grew up and like where I spent you know my youth and my younger adult years and you know, who I am and how I became who I am today is, you know, from Chicago, you know. Um, but I am really fortunate. I am very close to my family, and I still have many, many, many friends from high school all the way down to uh, fifth grade. You know, I still have friends that I still communicate with. That's, a, that's also the great thing about social media. You know, it's easier to stay connected with people. But, I totally uh, agree. You know, so like I'm kind of like a hybrid, <laughs> Chicago, Ohio hybrid. <laughs> right. Well, it's the Midwest, you know, the, yeah. the Midwest. But yeah. Chicago is such a, a great city, and especially for the art, you know, such great theater and ballet and music and everything there. So, and now some some TV shows of uh, uh, Dick Wolf is there with the 75 Chicago, <laughs> P, you know, PD, everything else that's going on there. Yeah. So. It's, it's just you got to get through the, the winters. The winters are rough. That's kind of what we finally, you know, it, that's what was the swan song for us. Uh, the last winter we were there, it was a uh, world-breaking winter of over 100 years or something like that. They were telling everyone uh, you couldn't be outside without your face covered up for more than two minutes or you get frostbite. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like I'm amazing. Like, I'm out. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. they were they were endorsing face coverings then. Back then as well. Yeah. Right. But, um, now listen, Jason, is is Ojai a nickname for Ohio? No, Ohio is out here. It's out here by um that's where Ralph, that's where the Bionic Woman was from. Jamie oh, Summer was from Ojai. <laughs> oh, no, okay. the character. I don't know. I don't oh. know. Lindsay's <laughs> yeah. from out Ohio. here. Ohio is uh, going towards Santa Barbara inland a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 Ohio. Fillmore, Ohio. It's a great little okay. area. Yeah. But but Ralph, I I thought for sure you would know where the Bionic Woman was from. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> Did you have the lunchbox? You didn't have the six million dollar man, the Bionic Woman lunchbox. No, I have um, my lunchboxes were Space and Martian, like the Martian Chronicles and Spaceship. Oh, wow. Well, I got to tell you, I don't know how I missed this. I had no idea that you were 70 years old. Oh, Zero that's idea. Black you don't so, crack. Like, are you made of solid marble? Like, Well, you power? know he's joking. <laughs> and, like, but, Jason, you and I, aren't, aren't we one day apart? Aren't you April 7th? I am April 7th, yeah. And I'm April 6th, yeah. But, no, he was yeah. joking about my age. But, your, but your year is uh, 2000 BC, and right. mine is <laughs> – I was born in 1994. So, <laughs> wow. Look at Jasper doing the math. He's doing the math. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, yeah, I need to uh, let wow. me just – Yes, it was 1994. It was spring. I'm glad my mom hung up. Yeah, I know, Jane. Jane, we need to get Jane back in, please. Try Jane back in, please. That must have been quite a delivery because you just came out. Oh, wow, yeah. Like you are now. That was like an instant man. I've had a rough life. That's why I look the way I do. But I was born in 1994. Oh, wow. She had like a 20-year pregnancy. Which is great. It was, it was very odd. Uh, you know, I didn't want to come out. It was cold. Um, you know, we just talked about the weather. So why come right. out? You know, like just and plus, someone carrying you around. Who would want that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, yeah. I I need someone to carry me around now. 
you know, yeah. like, wouldn't that be nice? Ralph Aren't really you, just picked you up and took you to the kitchen, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. He may hit the floor any minute right now. Oh, he could go God. down oh, any second. That is hilarious. Any well, one thing, Jason, changing the topic here and segueing, um, Jasper had brought up before, because you are prolific as a producer and on set, how are you and Lance or how are you feeling about approaching the next project that occurs on set? Um, you know, yeah, we... I've been reading up on it. We, you know, we stay pretty educated, you know, Lance is a bulldog. He's already like, you know, bringing me projects. He's like, Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, he's ready to go. You know, um, we just want everyone to be safe. Also it's a quality kind of thing for me. Um, there's so many regulations and so many things that SAG has in place. It's, you know, it's for everyone's safety, but hi, uh, you can't kiss. You can't hug. You can't do this. I'm like, well, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of stripping away the human experience, you know? So even though this might be our way of life for the next year or two until there's a vaccine, uh, I don't know if I necessarily want to make art revolve around it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure, you know, if, if, if something came up that was kind of cool and I thought it worked, you know, just having one person on set and there's never anyone around them, you know, uh, but I haven't seen that yet. You know, I, I've been seeing a lot of stories that are sacrificing story, <laughs> you know, right, to right. make it work. Um, and also, I don't know if, like I said before, we're not making, we're not curing cancer here. I don't know if it's worth risking people's lives you know, to go right. make a film right now. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I think that, like, uh, because of who I am, I would feel incredibly awful if someone got sick or, or even worse, lost their life, you know, on my set. You know, right. so uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I know that there's precautions people are taking, and, like, Ralph, you just went and finished something, and I'm sure that they were safe and they made the right call. We, uh, the film, the project that I was on was pre all of this. So the, oh, none of that okay. <laughs> Just no, right before, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would uh, be comfortable with it. Um, you know, we do have things moving. You know, we have, we have things that people are sending us. And uh, some people want to get ahead of the game and they want to get things planned and they want to get things rolling. And then when, you know, this magic veil lifts up, you know, they want to hit the ground running. Uh, the funny part is, it's not investors that are doing that. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. You know, everyone, everyone has no ideas, no yeah. money. Yeah. No one, no investor wants their money sitting in the bank or in a filmmaker's hand for two and a half years, you know, like while they're waiting for the regulations to change. Uh, you know, and then the big boys, Universal and everybody, you know, they've, they've wrote this year off, you know, this is done. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if the independent filmmaker or the, you know, some people call us the middle-class filmmaker. I, I don't know if it's smart for us to make films right now um, because we always have such a, a, a bright light on us anyway, you know, right. for quality, for content, you know, like there, everyone's a little bit more judgy about independent filmmaking than they are an Avengers movie or, you know, something <laughs> like a studio. So I don't know if it's smart for the independent filmmaker to make films right now. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's something that... Uh, something they should be thinking about but that's my opinion you know well let me ask um, you this but um how about it's it may be or is it different if you're just going to be for hire as an actor where you just have to show up on somebody else's project that can be scarier in some ways too because i was i'm supposed to do something or i've been asked to do something and i'm thinking you know it's always nice when we just show up as actors in general when we don't have the headache of doing the producing, but in this kind of situation, it's almost like I if I feel better if I had some hand in the safety part of it because I would feel oh, a little yeah. more. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it yet, but I want to speak out of turn. But I know that there's ways that producers now can be certified, you know, for like uh, COVID, whatever they're calling it, COVID representative on set. You know, so that would be probably something I would look into, you know, and maybe yeah. you be certified and then you have the answers and then you have the right to say, hey, I, you know, this isn't safe or whatever. The problem is, is that um, even with someone being the safest and someone being, you know, knowledgeable and having all the things in place, it's, 
you've been on set before. There is. No. <laughs> it's, it's, a petri, it's a petri dish. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. I mean, and everyone's talking, and they're super close, and everyone's super friendly. And you know, you're gonna have, you know, so, someone part of the crew who's like, you know, sweating and running fast, and they're not gonna want to wear the mask because they got to set up something in two I minutes. Know. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how it can be a hundred percent. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't see how it could be. It's just like the restaurant business. You know, I spent a lot of time working the restaurant business. You know, I that job's hard enough. Rather, right. you know, having a mask on your face. Right. So, you know, right. you know, there's somebody in the kitchen who just takes it off just for a minute. You know, just a little right. bit. You know, you know, there's a risk. There's a risk yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big risk. Yeah, and to your point, Jason, I, I appreciate your honesty as a producer, because you are, you're, it, like you said, it is your opinion, but it's refreshing to hear your opinion of not quite so sure it's the best time to go back because yes, we have the expert COVID officer, but as uh, I don't recall his name now, Jasper and I were part of a webinar. He's the head of the grips uh, union. Uh, <clears throat> Team like, yeah. Teamsters, I have lived and eaten everything I can about this, but there is no expert because we've never done it before, and it's new for everyone. So, and and that's the thing where I am tentative, and I've discussed this with Jasper. It's just everything that you're saying. I mean, it's one thing to corral everybody away and go, Jason – Denise, you guys need to separate. It's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. You know, so we separate and everything. But the one time you're on the set, your mask is off and you accidentally touch your face. And then are you going to be like, oh, fuck, I touched my face. Oh, shit. And then how does that compromise? Now let's do the scene and be creative in the scene, the art. In your mind, so much in our heads to think about on top of doing our job. Exactly. And also just a scene where, you know, um, people are very method. They're very in the moment or, you know, like what if someone just reaches out and touches your face, you know, or whatever. And you right. just saw them 10 minutes ago sneeze in their hand or something, you know, like, right. you know, like you're living in this fear and this anxiety and, you know, you're trying to do your job and trying to do your role, but you're like, or, you know, everybody's got different, you know, hygiene standards, you know, so like, you know, you see somebody that maybe doesn't do things the way you do and doesn't wash their hands or whatever the way you do. And normally it may not really affect you or you wouldn't think about it, but now we're all these like, but now you're going to be standing on the, <laughs> bitch, bitch, you didn't wash your fucking hands. No, no, we are on hold right here. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but, I don't want to have to like take a hose to Denise Boutet on set. You know what I mean? Thank oh, God. Down, you know. I mean, <laughs> she's I'm not so sure she that. would she would care about that actually. Um, you know? Oh my goodness! But I mean, but thank Denise, you, Denise was a germaphobe anyway. Denise used to carry lights totally all white in general, no matter what she was doing. So totally um, everyone, if, if you're just joining us, we're having a great conversation with actor-producer Jason Bernard. I want everyone to know on Twitter, you're at Mr. J. J. Bernard. Yes. And on J. Instagram, J. yeah, J-A-Y-S-O-N. And on for for uh, Instagram, it's Jason Bernard, J A Y S O N Bernard. Uh, how, what do we call that at the lower the da- Don't you have a little hyphen at the end of your your Instagram? You're calling me lower class. No, <laughs> well, I don't. I usually do that when I'm what not seeing you. Lower class people. No Billy, no Billy. Yeah, we're trailer trash. Trailer trash. Trailer trash. <laughs> High-end trash. <laughs> yes. And um, Devo's, tell everyone right now where they can find Devo's and watch it. Devo's is everywhere right now. Uh, it's on every single platform. There's a little delay with Amazon right now, which we apologize for. Uh, that has nothing to do with us. It's just Amazon. Behind. You know, there's nothing we can right, do about right. it. So I know a lot of people have been asking about Amazon. It's coming, I promise. Um, we're asking our friends and family and fans to go and get it off of iTunes right now, though, if they can. 
uh, because it helps our algorithm and it helps us keep placement on that first page, you know, so right. uh, but if you don't, if you're not an iTunes person, uh, it's everywhere. It's on Google Play, Vudu, uh, PlayStation, Hulu, um, Amazon Prime, uh, all kinds of places. Yeah, it's out there on on demand, as they say. On actually, demand. I mean, in a very strange way, you know, guys, it's like movie theaters were already having a hard time pre-COVID. Now, I mean, I have not personally been to a movie theater in, in years myself. That's just because I don't like crowds and the babies and the, the carriages and all that. But and it's almost five dollars snack. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It, exactly, and I'm too old to sneak food in anymore um but it just seems like the way now going getting a theatrical release is not what it used to be you know in terms of movie making um so that's all changed in in a in a good way i guess and i was going to tell you that in today's deadline the new ceo of uh netflix has announced that all of these safety precautions that they're using will continue on in a looser form even after this particular virus has been uh, treated or has a vaccine. So I think in general, we're going to be seeing safer sets, um, not quite as severe probably as what they're doing now, but just in terms of keeping sets cleaner and safer, at least at Netflix, that seems to be what, what he's going to do. He's going to keep the safety measures going forward. So I mean, it doesn't hurt to be cleaner and safer. You know, I think, now, since we get the vaccine, I feel like people are going to kind of have been, you know, in the mindset where they're going to just be better, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's really strange how many people you watch come out of a restroom that don't wash their hands, you know? So hopefully that, like, fixes all that. <laughs> well, yeah. just, just the awareness and the having all the hand cleaners around, you know? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had, like, the fingernails are practically gone from all the... Uh, antibacterial stuff. My hands are just a mess. Cause that's I you know, press on. Like that's when you that's from wearing press on. Press on <laughs> Well <laughs> luckily I wear the opera I have opera gloves that I wear. Oh now. my God. Jason, you are hilarious. But you know, to that point you guys, you know, it's interesting the demographics or the culture. When you're on a set, allegedly there is this feeling of camaraderie and a family sense and we're all going to do the right thing when we're on and off the set. Then you see the anti-mask rallies and you think, oh my goodness, they're actually making that a political protest thing. Like I will not wear a mask, you know, and that's the thing that that whole dichotomy is just so destructive and 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 scary it's like if simply wearing a double cloth mask can help everybody then why are you going to form a coalition of we're not going to do that and it's just it's It's just so um, say what my whole thing it's just odd my whole thing is like you know let's take a you know a, a biased stance on it let's say the mask is not necessary, whatever. Whatever your belief is in the mask, we wear clothing. Right. You know, we wear shoes, we wear shirts. You can't go into a store without your shoes or your shirt. Um, you couldn't go in there with your ass hanging out, you know, even though I have seen it at Walmart. <laughs> but, you know, we, you, know you, you have to wear clothing. So I feel like people should just kind of wrap their heads around that way. You know, like, I feel like... People are so stressed out with the lockdowns and things that are going on, but they're getting mad at things that are not really necessary to be mad about. You know, everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants, you know, it's just a really strange time right now. Everyone feels ignored and not heard. And um, it's just a very odd time. But I I think it's a little weird. Whatever your political beliefs are, which is that politics are in this arena, but like I said, you, you have to wear clothes in public, you know, there, and then you, where, what are other situations where you have to do something like, you know, you like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You, uh, you have to have wear a blazer to, in a restaurant for a man yeah, in certain yeah, restaurants. You know, it, They're just, but you said it, your point is very well taken. 
people are so frustrated and feel like their voice is not being heard that anything that they can lash out on, they're going to. It's like, no, we won't wear a mask then. I'm, my voice right. will be heard. You know, so that, that's a very good point. You guys, we have to um, – uh, be responsible for ourselves, Jasper and Dennis, Jason and Roberto, my mother and Rose, all of our close friends, and hope for the best. Yes, we're all taking this seriously. Another fucked up thing is that, you know, some people get this and it's effortless. It's like, okay, I had a cold. Other people are writhing on the floor. So right. it's just like, it is, it's such a. It's a, it's a roll of the dice. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, exactly. well, a lot of so, people think people that think that it's just the flu and they're you know getting it and it'll be fine or whatever. They need to look at the numbers of the people who like they're they're it's basically like asthma. For most people, you you get better and you don't die, fortunately, but you have problems for the rest of your life. Long term effects. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so like those are the things that people should be concerned about. You know, like I'd be concerned about that. You know, like that's I want to be safe. I don't want to take the chance that okay, hope whatever you want to say, I'll worry about that later. You know, like I would rather you know, like, you know and unfortunately, the sheep or the flock or whatever they're calling us, you know, <laughs> right. safe first, right. and then you know sort out the details later. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, Ralph and I, I've just decided, I just assume, I just assume I'm positive, you're positive, we've all got it. I mean, I just try to assume we all have it and we protect ourselves accordingly because uh, otherwise, you, you, these tests, the tests are not reliable. That's why back to production, you know, they're doing the testing, but we already know that a lot of the tests have false positives and false negatives. So, Again, it doesn't necessarily mean they're accurate, and um, I think history's gonna. I want to. I want to see how what side of history. I, I want to be on the right side of history, just meaning that I did what the scientists said, not what the politicians said. So, I mean, you, and to, you guys have been on sets before. Like, think about the sets that you've been on. Everyone, in their best intention, wants the set to run as smoothly as possible. And it doesn't, <laughs> you know. So I'm thinking about the past films that I've done. And if I had to have added this extra thing onto it, I, I, I would have... It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the ones that are out there now are really the guinea pigs. You know, we have um, the series The Bay that my partner, JR, is the producer on. He's, they've been shooting now for eight days, so... We'll see how that goes. Um, Tyler Perry is back in Atlanta in his studios. There's, you know, we've got a producer we're working with. He just started shooting today uh, for 10 days on a, on a digital series. So these are sort of the, the renegades. These are the first ones out there, you know, and we'll see yeah. how they, the bold and the beautiful, you know, is back. And um, I, I just want to wish them all the best. And, you know, it's not I like, do too. Yeah. Not like nobody's. We're not hoping it doesn't work, you know. We're Absolutely we're, we're hoping. We're hoping it does work. We are. We're hoping it does work. But you guys, yeah. as they said in this webinar, it's invisible, so right. you don't know where the fuck it's coming from. So mm -hmm. all these precautions, yes, they're all great. Get tested every morning. But to your point, Jasper, is that fifteen-minute rapid test? What is the efficacy rate on that? Is that mm -hmm. really? a true test, you know, and it's like we can do as much as we can and, and be swabbed and be on the set, Jason, and we're all six feet apart and all of that is good. But like you said, nothing is 100%. And yeah. if there, if there was something that was 100%, then that would be great to adhere to. So right, right. I appreciate the people that are courageous, but I side with you, Jason, to the point of, I don't know how smart it is to go back quite yet. Yeah, in all fairness, yeah, and in all fairness to you know, unfortunately, our business, you know, takes to it. And there probably are some people that don't really have a choice. They're either just go now or lose the financing, or go now or you know, have to be uh, sued. You know, we don't know. We don't know if they're right. 
You know, like for the bold and the beautiful and things like that, you know, they could be losing sponsors left and right the longer that they're off the air. Right. We don't really know their circumstance, you know, so they may not have a choice. You know, right. it might be like do or die, you know. So it's true. It's uh, true. Of consideration, you know. Uh, unfortunately, they may have to have something going before. No, we're not aware of. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Well, listen, guys, the time has flown by. I knew it always does. I We could talk to you forever, Jason. I want to, again, congratulations on Devos. Everyone go right now. Find it online, on, on demand. Google it. It's out there. You can buy it, rent it, just just watch it and spread the word. Yeah, we'll be watching. We'll be watching for Never and Again, Pizza and Wine, and Kombucha Cure uh, to come later. And um, much love to Roberto. Thank you guys so much for a wonderful show as always. And um, we'll be here next week, same time, same place, and we will see you then. Everyone, please stay safe. Take care. Bye. Bye, Planet. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Thank you, guys.